As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Your Hometown Solutions, where experts meet to discuss everything from foreclosures to feng shui. And in the studios with us today is our feng shui expert, Elaine Bartlett. She's actually, she's calling into the studios today. Um, she has a show right here on Talk Network Radio at Tuesdays at 3 o'clock where you can hear all kinds of information from Elaine. And also you want to visit her website and uh, we'll give you that information and you might want to jot that down. In the studios with me today is Jonathan Lack from Lack & Lack Chartered, Waterview Realty, Waterview Title. How about adding a couple, two or three more businesses to that? I think that covers it for now, <laughs> keeping myself pretty busy with all things real estate. But I am excited to have Elaine back because because we had such a great response from uh, last week's episode regarding feng shui, and people were looking for more information, more descriptions, and and how they can use the feng shui. So um, welcome, Elaine Bartlett. If you can tell us a little about yourself and a little about feng shui, that would be wonderful. Well, Jonathan and Jean, nice to be with you. You know, um, the time is short. Trust me on this one. I've been at it a long time, and people can go on my website and find out how long. What I'm anxious to do is give information about their homes, whether they're buying or selling or living in it full time. And actually, on my own show in the next few weeks, because the year is changing, everything about feng shui changes once again. And your home is a healing center, first and foremost. If you're not healthy, there's no point in... (laughs) kind of dragging a body around. It's too much effort. So feng shui is medicine. So for the buyer, the seller, the you living in it, let's talk you first. You need to make sure, as I've spoken on almost every show, that the clutter is at a minimum or none. And some of you, you can't bear to part with things. And it's kind of an addiction. 
you're going to have to buck up in this year of new beginnings and let go of the past. Don't turn back. Don't be pulling stuff out of the garbage. Let it go. (laughs) Then take a walk through your house. What really needs to be cleaned? It's horrifying to see when I go into homes how some of you live. I, I really feel like, you know, the scolding parent at times. But you don't make your bed? Are you kidding me? You're going to climb back into a scuzzy little nest at night without it being fresh and ready for your sacred body. Your body is sacred because it houses the sacred. So how could it not be sacred? And areas that, you know, you're looking around at things that people have given you and you no longer even speak to the person or it goes back three divorces ago and you're still looking at something that, Tell you the, know, the Tell the story about the picture. Uh, oh, the, yeah, get rid of it. Whatever the it mother, is. The mother-in-law's picture or whatever it was. Oh, the mother-in-law gave it to you and you hated it then and you still hate it. <laughs> you hate to walk through that room because the picture's hanging there. <laughs> And this is true whether it's you're going to buy or sell. It's it's just about you. It's always about you. Well, one thing, Elaine, you had uh, said, and I've, uh, again, for the audience out there, I will let you know that a number of years ago I had, it was before I had met Elaine, another feng shui consultant came to our office and, and came through and made recommendations that we make a variety of changes. And sure enough, after we did so, the energy in the office was substantially improved and business improved. And, and, and while it, many would say, oh, well, the economy was just improving, call it what you will, we made changes and the energy improved and, and, and things got better. So um, again, this, this unseen energy that people, because they can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, they think it's you know, just uh, hocus pocus. But the reality is we all live in a world filled with energy and there's positive energy and negative energy. But where I was going because of uh, that consultant a number of years ago and a comment you just made, feng shui seems to be to some degree calendar based. In other words, what worked this year won't necessarily work next year and it has to be revisited because of, I guess, is it cycles of... It's patterns of energy. It's pa- it's look. If you read the tides every day, if you're a fisherman, if you're a boater, you want to. If you if you're a high diver and you want to jump into the water, you don't want to jump in when the water's out. You know, we sometimes people will look at this like uh, I don't understand feng shui. How can that work? But yet they'll believe in the farmer's almanac that tells you when to plant corn during a full moon or whatever it is. They'll understand that and they'll, they'll get it. And that's that's a whole belief system. That is putting your um, belief into what uh, the, the whole cosmic energy is all about. So I, I'm always wanting people to be open to having maybe having you come in, even if they're not considering buying or selling a home, taking a look at where they're at with their house, because there's sometimes just some few things that you would recommend them do. Um, do you have maybe something off the top of your head that besides the clutter that some people could do that might bring a little bit more peace and harmony? Absolutely. This year, now, remember, my year hasn't started yet. It will start the end of January, January 28th. And at that time, both the direction of the west and the east will need some adjustments because it's it's a harsh energy. And so what we're going to be recommending is 
no heavy-duty construction in either of those areas. No loud banging um, because somebody's going to get someone's going to feel the the results of that in a way that won't always be so fortunate. So it's a case of you know what are you doing to the land? What's happening? Let's suppose you have an east front door. You're not doing anything, but the guy across the street is building a new house. That's just as dangerous. So there have to be what we call adjustments or enhancements. It's like going to a chiropractor and put this here, move this there. It's all about protecting yourself and honoring your chi. And chi is just a fancy word for your life force. Well, and what makes you happy? Uh, and again, just slightly getting off of feng shui per se, but if someone's going out for a job, I know when I used to interview for positions, I always maybe bought a new outfit or got my really best suit out and cleaned my car and somehow going with a clean car and a new outfit and a new haircut gave me the confidence, gave me, a, a, I feel good. And the same with the house. Sometimes you just need to give it a haircut. You need <laughs> you need to clean it up a little bit to get that positive flow. And I know one last thing, and I know we've talked about this um, pre- previously about clutter, how well, how how much it makes me happy, and I know other people too, is to clean out that closet and how uh, how it gives you such uh, self worth after you've cleaned it out, and you go, oh, I feel so much better now walking into this closet. And then it seems like everything. Now you want to get on a cleaning spree because it feels so good to to have that closet cleaned out, that that spare bedroom, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one thing because uh, people in this culture have become so separated from nature and so scientific in their thinking, they're no longer considering the concept that your home, not only is it, is it an extension of yourself, it's a living, breathing entity. And that thought seems to terrorize people, which is absolutely astounding to me. You but it's a living, breathing entity. And if it's unhappy... You're going to be unhappy, I'll tell you. I've seen it time and time again. I I just read, uh, you, you bring up, when you brought up Living Entity, you, you made me think I had just recently read an article, and I and intended to save it, but I see my cl- phone got shut down, and so it's not open on my phone right now. But it, it spoke to plants and plant life and and different different types of plants that create different uh, environment in your home and things. Does that play into feng shui? Is feng shui- it's a huge piece of feng shui. If you have a dead tree in your southwest corner, you have jeopardized your relationship. It's that simple. I have a couple, and I <laughs> I shake my head because they, they just couldn't, they, they wouldn't hear me on this one. They built a new home, and they planted an army of um, spiky, thorny bushes all along the front of the house. Their relationship is now spiky and thorny. So you want to pay attention to the plants. There's some plants that are actually called money plants. You know, in Asia, they use a lot of bamboo because it's durable and it's... 
life-giving and flexible and quick-growing. So, yes, there's very simple things like that. I actually oftentimes will suggest a plant. However, if the person says, I don't have a green thumb, they'll all die, well, then common sense would dictate I don't tell them to run to the nursery and get plants. But what I may may suggest is use the mineral kingdom. I can't tell you how many children that have had bedwetting issues and we either changed the location of the bed or I used crystals to grid the energy of the bed. And it's a very simple technique. You simply put four crystals between the mattress in the four corners in a way that, you know, they're into the, you know, the far into the mattress so that either the child doesn't swallow them or they keep falling on the floor. And bedwetting is done. That's amazing. So, I thought what you were going to say it keeps them up all night and then they don't wear the bed. <laughs> oh, man. No, no. They can, they can get a sound sleep. Bed problems over. So you can use the different kingdoms in the world of feng shui because both plants and the mineral kingdom, they're elements. So once again, it approaches feng shui from a healing platform, not from the woo-doo, hoo-doo, whatever <laughs> nonsense, you know. And I'm telling you, color is important, but it's the lesser of the important things. Some people, when feng shui came into the United States, they were under the mistaken thought that, oh, I better paint this room yellow and this room blue and the front door this and the back door that. I would go into those homes and I'd get a headache because it was insane. I just left the house. Anything other Mm -hmm. than making them confused and dizzy and often frightened and it would harm their resources as well. And a lot of it is just that feeling that your eye, just seeing even an empty house can look cluttered. I just showed a house earlier this afternoon uh, that had six types of flooring in it. Mm, three see, of, three were one. wood that were all different colors that met, met up with each other. And when you walked in, it was, and it was a vacant house, but it was so busy and it's so many things coming at you that you, it, my stomach actually felt sick I, I could feel nauseous just looking at all this flooring and it wasn't any furniture in it at all well Jean, you invited me a couple of months ago to go into a little condominium that wasn't selling and we walked in and there was not barely a stick of furniture in it and and it was cluttered it was cluttered with whatever had happened in that house and if memory serves me we did our thing in there and that house sold very quickly Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We there was just a little, uh, a little wicker set, and we just moved that in a uh, different direction because it did. That was a focus when you walked in. You saw that, and we moved it to the side and took some of our our office information and put it in another uh, room. And it was a completely different feel for that house. But we also. But I also energized it. I space cleared it. Yes. I took the sticky stuff that you couldn't see and dissipated it. And that was the bigger drawback. It was what you couldn't see, far more than the little wicker little pieces. Mm -hmm. What you couldn't see, you could feel. And even if you say, but the person is so dense and thick, they're not feeling anything, and, (laughs) you know, they're addicted to their television, 
I beg to differ. We all feel. And so fix it. Declare it. That's all. We speaking we speak of the what we see, what we feel, just out of curiosity, where does something like aromatherapy come into play? Is that Related. That's a very big part of it, aromatherapy, what you smell. Now, many realtors, because when I started in real estate, it was in the 80s, so I didn't know feng shui then, but we were trained early on, have the cinnamon cooking in the oven, have the vanilla. You know? So it was the trick right then and there. Yeah, everybody knows the baking the fresh cookies. So Absolutely. You walk in and smell the cookies. Sure, but, it's but part of day-to-day living again let's let's get away from the sale of the home for the moment and just get into the day-to-day living i'm living in my home are there again is it i obviously to some degree it's personal preference and and depends on me and my personality and such but are there certain things that people can do to improve the i mean are there tips you can give to improve the Mm -hmm. comfort and energy of their home through aroma one of the simple, simple little tricks is when you walk into a home, if you sort of come right on in and you bump into the back of the sofa, that's considered in feng shui a very unfriendly position for the sofa. Many people also have their sofa. Now, this is more of a design trick, but they have their sofa in what I would call the runway like, that's your pathway from, it's like the hallway on down, and then put the sofa right in the middle of it. Makes absolutely no sense to me. So, can't do that. Um, and, and speaking of the sofa, when it's nasty, hmm. it's, um, you know, time to either, uh, reupholstering is, is a hard thing because it's often expensive. You're better off to find a happy new sofa on sale at a, you know, at a estate sale, lots of ways to perk up without spending a whole lot of money. People also have their bedding always drives me crazy. Bedding is generally, they don't pay much attention to it. Many folks have bedding at this stage from 30 years ago when they were in the college dormitory. It should be clean and fresh. The bedroom's the most sacred room of the house. So when your bedroom is a quasi-gym, office, and children's playground, and P.S., you're trying to have a healthy adult relationship in there, it's very challenging. Well, they even say you shouldn't go to bed with your computer or your smartphone next door well, because the even that blue light makes a no difference. No electricity around your head. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are insisting on falling asleep with the laptop on your tummy and the TV at your feet, you're a walking time bomb of trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's very problematic. Because it's frying your energy field subtly and insidiously, very slowly. Your bedroom is for two things, to get restored and energized or to go and fall in love again and again with your partner. That's what it's for. I have an interesting thought based on personal experience. One of the things I like to do before bed is read. I like to read and you know a little bit before bed every night pretty much. Mm-hmm. And... Up until recently, of course, reading meant reading a book. 
now reading means reading on a Nook or Kindle. Um, mm. I'm still reading a book, but it is now an electronic book. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are different varieties of those, of course, out there. But does that create any kind of issue? What's your feeling on A, reading, and B, when that reading is electronic? Well, reading, I have to agree with you. It's it's a sort of a gentle, relaxing mode, unless you're reading some, you know, suspense <laughs> horror story or something. But reading can be good. However, that being said, we're all going to bed way too late. You know, if you're not sound asleep before midnight, your system can't adjust well the next day. So we're staying up too late, and that's partially due to the idea that we have electricity. You're supposed to go to bed really closer to when the sun goes down and get up prior to the sun coming up. (laughs) But we've lost all that in this country. As far as a Kindle goes, I don't know the EMFs that it's putting out. My immediate, my physical response to it is I wouldn't do it. I, 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 I see my body like pulling from it. There's nothing like a good old-fashioned book. And, the and less it, electronics you have in that bedroom, not only the longer you will live, but the healthier. Your brain will be sound and solid. That's why we're seeing an increase in, in brain tumors, all this stuff coming at us. Remember they did say about cell phones years ago not to have it on your ear for a long time. I think maybe oh, we've gotten it. past that, but mm-hmm. that, that it sends out those uh, waves, some kind of sound waves that's not good for us, for sure. Yeah, good. And I know many people can't seem to now, well, they've become addicted to it. They can't fall asleep with the TV uh, unless the TV's blaring at them. And they don't want to hear it. You know, I'll go into the home and I'll see the TV in the bedroom and, you know, gently, happily remind them, hmm, is there any other place for the TV? Oh, I have to have this. And all I can do is go, okay, then, you have to have it. And it's as far <laughs> from what I'm thinking, but I can't read a Mariah Act. It's their home. It's their life. And I've learned, hmm, you want to have that kind of life? Go for it. Are there but some counteractions of people that won't change, but they want to take advantage as much as feng shui if they have the TV in the room? Is there some counteraction that you could do to well, help offset that? It's a bit of a pain in the neck. The counteraction is drape it with, A, unplug it. Well, you know, that's a bummer because these things are hard to get plugged in in the first place. Unplug it and drape it with a black cloth, a thick black cloth. So that you're, it, that's now if you're if it hasn't been unplugged. So also around your bed, you don't want a lot of stuff plugged in. You don't want that digital clock. You don't want the the uh, cradle for the cell phone there. You know, leave your cell phone in another room when you sleep. You're not going to miss anything. Yes, and also when people send you voice messages in the middle of the night, they ding all night long, and I've I've learned that, so I keep my phone in another room. That's very disturbing, and when the spirit is disturbed, it cannot function on all nine cylinders the next day. You know, I think, Elaine, sometimes uh, people are afraid of silence. Well, they're and, not afraid of it. They've become so accustomed to not having it. Yes, that they they, uh, they just oh, don't yeah. know how to really use that to their benefit and lay there, can't go to sleep because they need to be 
actually going with the silence and heavy breathing or whatever they need to do. But that silence is like so foreign to them, they don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it takes about three days to break that pattern, actually. So, okay, you're going to be miserable for a few days, but at least you're then going to be healthy. And it's only in the silence where your creative juices start flowing again. With all this noise on, they're not flowing properly. I think that's why when people come back from a cruise and you're out there for a week, the first couple days you're agitated because it's, you know, you don't have your, all your uh, electronic devices and you're not in tune with the world like you were. And then you get used to it. And then you come back from your seven days and you feel like you're walking in slow motion because you've had this nice relaxing cruise and you've been able to get in touch with silence. You've gotten in touch with yourself. You've been able to relax without outside uh, interference. I mean, we've, we've got, we're multitasking all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's now more and more articles appearing on the fact that that is not for our, for our good, really. Um, you know, the, the articles are seeping through. You've got the proponents that are very proud of the fact that they can do 12 things at the same time. A number of years ago, when I had just opened one of my stores in New Jersey, I, would, I was invited to speak at an interior design studio, and this gal had really gathered a lovely group of, of people to listen to me, And one of the things I started on was the danger of multitasking. Now, this would have been about 2001. A woman stood up. I thought she was going to kill me. She was so angry. She was so indignant that I was out of my mind talking against multitasking. My daughter multitasks, and she sits on her bed with her computer and her phone's on her head, and she can do this and she can do that. And I'm like... Oh, holy mackerel. This woman was so hostile. I'll never forget it. And I've often thought, wonder what happened to that poor kid. <laughs> She's multitasking her way right into a uh, into hospital, a break- probably. <laughs> total nervous breakdown. And then the mother will then have her put on this medication. Oh, well, let's have a tranquilizer for this. And not know why the daughter has then thrown herself off the top deck of the Empire State Building. And I actually lived up there when one gal did that. That's, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there is a, there's this multitasking, this idea of let, let me do 800 things at once. And, of course, I'm, <laughs> I'm the uh, unfortunately king of that. I'm way, doing way too many things simultaneously, and I recognize that that's not good. And it's, it's truly it's better to focus on one thing at a time, do a good job on that, and then move on to the next and mm-hmm. instead of doing a poor job on 12 different things. Um, it's just a case of reprogramming, John. Mm-hmm. It's what? just a case of try start again. Put to, and look, at, we're in that window this month is such an important window to let go of, that's how I used to do it. And it's called a transition month. So it's one of those times where it's fairly easy to drop it. Some months it's almost impossible to drop and start a new thing. Not this month. This month is your friend. Right. You only have a couple, another day or so of this month, because today being January the 30th, we need to really focus on getting that all cleaned out. That's true. That's true. So go for it. <laughs> go for it. Where do you fall on, I mean, when you were talking about silence a moment ago, uh, it brought up 
something that I'm curious about. Um, throughout uh, my homeownership life, we have had in each of the bedrooms um, uh, one of those HEPA filters. And what it does, though, is it definitely creates sort of a white noise. Okay. And there have been times, it's interesting, you know, every once in a while, um, I live in the South Beaches area, and we have actually the power's been pretty good lately. But back in a few years ago, we'd have power outages fairly frequently. And the minute the power would go out, you know, the, that white noise would go away. And so the silence was the proverbial silence was deafening because we're used to having that, you know, HEPA filter in the background. Is there, is that considered a bad noise, no, as it were? Those filters are okay. They get they get the thumbs up because they do filter out they, a lot I, of. I, I will say just to <laughs> to follow up, I have to clean the filter regularly, and we do have pets, and there's no question they actually clean the I mean when you clean that filter you're like oh my goodness what you know what am I breathing if this weren't here so wow. I, I am a big fan of the filter but I was curious and the white noise is I think always been beneficial to my children but um it's but, very beneficial John I, I wouldn't I have no problem with huh. white noise okay good because when mm -hmm. you were talking silence I'm like wow my kids have grown up with white noise and I wonder if well, that was white bad. Is, it's okay that 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 is a, that gets a pass. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. well, I know in uh, model homes when I used to set those, I tried to um, really address all the senses. So I'd have music on, but you know, softly in the background, uh, music that was appropriate for the age group that would come in. I also had all the lights on. You have the, the you have it smelling good with either the vanilla or the cookie smell or whatever. But I always popped popcorn. And mm -hmm. I always had popcorn available because that got to the sense that most people don't have is they take the taste and people cannot walk by a, a bowl of popcorn without <laughs> taking a couple. And the model home got known as the popcorn home. But the point is, it was addressing all their senses. When they walked in, they, di they didn't feel like, you know, they had a tippy toe because there was no noise that that background music helped um, welcome them. And it was almost like you said, the white noise, because it, it didn't feel like um they were imposing or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, even before you get into the house, whether you live there or whether you're going to sell it or buy it, from the curb right on up to the front door is critical to pay attention to. Exactly. And here's the resistance I meet on that one. Well, I never use that door. I'm like, okay, but it's the door. It's the what we call the mouth of the house. Exactly. So it's got to be the whole pathway if the pathway is overgrown or broken okay. or disheveled or not in good repair, you're going to have to – you're special. You live there. Make it special for you. And then, okay, you want to sell it, it'll be ready. Well, I tell you how many times I see broken and broken everything. The door latch, mm -hmm. the doorbell. The lights on, you know, either there are no lights or the lights don't work. Or I've actually been in to homes where there is no walkway to the front door. Exactly. And, and we've got, we've only got a, about 20 seconds left. I want to make sure you give out your website again. And we really appreciate you calling in. We're going to have to have you come on again because there's too many things that people need to know. One more time with your website, Higher Elaine Bartlett. Yes, higherconsciousness.com. H-I-E-R-C-O-N-S. C-I-O-U-S-N-E-S-S, -S, higherconsciousness.com. 
Thank you, Elaine Bartlett. Thank you, Jonathan Lack, for joining me today. So until next time, we're your Hometown Solutions team reminding you that there's no place like home. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.